Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Hello, good evening everybody and welcome to Radio Gag. Uh, my name is Paul Rowley. Hello, I'm Ty Kersley. Um, Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the national emergency of gun violence in America. And uh, this week, Ty, I know you've... Um, we're going to cover the uh, whole show about the uh, shooting uh, last Friday in Virginia Beach, which is actually my hometown. So I'm going to give some perspective on what's been happening there and uh, how the town has come together, but also how um, where this location was um, that the, the municipal building was in. Uh, but first, we'll have the news about it. So, yeah, I just to, I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners have already heard about this, you know, yet again, another horrendous massacre, totally unnecessary in the United States. Like nowhere else in the world, we excel at killing ourselves. Uh, Twelve people were killed when a public works employee opened fire in a municipal building in Virginia Beach on Friday. The suspected su- shooter, a uh, 15-year veteran of public works and civil engineer, was also fatally shot after a standoff with the police. Um, interestingly enough, um, the police have chose to say his name only one time, and from now on he will only be known as the 13th de- uh, dead person. The shooting, uh, the nation's deadliest of the year, unfolded on Friday afternoon around 4pm when the gunman shot the first victim outside Building 2, a three-storey brick structure with about 400 municipal workers. The suspect then headed into the building, moving between floors, firing at workers. Victims were later found dead on all three floors. The suspect was armed with a 45 calibre handgun with a silencer, believed to be used for stealth and to keep victims from knowing where the attacker was in the building. Survivors of the attack said they were caught off guard and initially puzzled by what was happening. One described hearing something that sounded like a nail gun. The gunman brought numerous extended magazines loaded with ammunition, which carry more rounds than traditional magazines, according to the police. I think it's also worth noting um, that this was the 150th mass shooting in America so far this year. And at last Friday was the 151st day of the year. So it's so, one a day now. That's right. where we're at. And the largest that we've had so far. Yeah. I mean, we're talk- when, we, when we talk about mass shootings, um, generally, you know, it's where four or more people lose their lives. So just <laughs> trying to get your head around that. Right. You know, when you see- and, and gag is made. Um, we've made it our call to respond immediately after any mass shooting. And so uh, we did that. We have a, normally we do a memoriam, but um, a memoriam is basically uh, involved in what was taking place uh, over the weekend with gag. So we have that clip of um, everyone coming together. Uh, we had human beings representing everyone and, um, You'll hear their names, and we'll talk about that afterwards. Great, thanks. This isn't just about guns. It's about power. It's about race. It's about poverty. It's about women, because you know what? Women are targeted when it comes to gun violence, as well as LGBTQ, every minority. How many more have to die? Gun control now! Yesterday, we lost the following people to gun violence. We lost Catherine Nixon. We lost Alexander Mikhail Gustav. We lost Laquita Brown, Ryan Keith Cox, Tara Welsh Gallagher, Herbert Burt Snelling, Richard Nelson, Mary Louise Gale, Christopher Kelly.
Kelly Rath, Joshua Hardy, Robert Bobby Williams, Michelle Missy Langer. Let's remember these people. Let's say their names. Repeat them. Bring them to honor. They were lost to an epidemic in America. Gays Against Guns was founded to stand in the face of a powerful, powerful infrastructure. The Republican Party, the NRA, wealthy interests who control the gun manufacturing in this country. We all, have, as a nation, have to stand together. We have to put a stop to it. We have to use everything within our power. We have to use our voices. We have to use our feet. We have to use our arms to pull the levers in the voting booths so that we can save some lives, so that we can end this tragedy, so we can stop yeah. the destruction of our community. Great. So that was um, Gays Against Guns in Union Square this Saturday. Our, our motto is always honor them with action. And we have kind of a since we formed right after the Pulse Massacre um, three years ago, we basically decided that any time there is a shooting on this scale in the United States, we will immediately try and rally. We did the same after the Las Vegas shooting. Um, and yes, as Ty, you were saying, we had uh, people there uh, representing the, the victims. We had first you heard Sunny Moon, from a Gates Against Guns member who was also part of Mom's Demand Action. We had to edit the first part of uh, I know, because she had such colourful anger. Yes, um, very angry, understandably. Um, we had Kathy Marino Thomas um, uh, from Gates Against Guns and J.W. Walker. And um, I'm very, I sent them a message immediately because I was out of town saying, you know, thank them for putting it together. Uh, and I want to thank Jay as well because he's actually from Portsmouth, Virginia, which if you know anything about the area, it's seven cities that are all together. It's sort of like you wouldn't know that you drove from one to the next, um, although we do kind of have our own characteristics and there's a tunnel um, you know, for some, some, some of them you have to go through water to get there, but, uh, this had to have affected him the same way, just if it was his hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another hometown that it's going to just be reeling for this, you know, for generations. The, the, tell us a little bit about, you know, obviously I'm not from the United States, a young Irishman. <laughs> a lot of Irish people go to Virginia Beach though. You'd so, be surprised. Yeah. So tell me something a little bit about, about the town and how this would then impact this community. So it's interesting because we're Southern, but um, it, we're so transit. We have uh, tons and tons of military and tourists that come in as well. So you have people who uh, have been stationed there. They end up retiring. Um, we have several small um, town things about us, though. We have a lot of families that have been there. Uh, so you'll know family names. And I was saying this to you earlier, like builders. Um, you can know, you'll can you know people through real estate and building. And, and it's more like you're separated by two degrees uh, instead uh -huh. of six there. But um, I, I would say that the response... Um, I feel that I have so... You know, there's so much angst when you leave as a teenager and I had to get out of there. But uh, I do, to, to their credit, I give um, people who do not agree with me, obviously, on um, gun control versus, you know, gun rights, uh, still support me. I still get, um, you know, I have cousins that, I had one that had his bachelor party at um, at a shooting range, you know, because all right. the guys got together and, you know, that was, you know, part of uh, what they wanted to do. Uh, but I'll still, you know, I'll speak in public and, and, and as we've done uh, at many things and you know we'll post them online and I'll still have family members go well I'm really glad you're doing something you're passionate about so they're still supportive even though they have absolutely no um, 
then no motivation to become, you know, uh, or join a, a, a gun violence prevention group like a, like I have. But um, as far as the town itself, that's sort of what I saw. I'll uh, show you later. Actually, let me show you now. We'll play it uh, later. Let me turn down the volume. But this was um, the group coming together. This is on the ocean front. I had a friend. So it's post really this. It's, a, it's a beach town, right? I mean, the kind absolutely. Of place where I make people hang out in their shorts. I make the joke that you know we don't wear socks or underwear, um, and nobody cares if you're late. You know that kind of thing, but you can just see how many people. Well, yeah. So Ty showed me an image here from the beach, and, and, and I'll play. I'll play that audio at the end. They basically see there's just thousands and thousands of people rallying on the beach. You know, it looks like there's photos from like the 30s and 40s of Coney Island where there wasn't. Barely. Well, there's been some updates, but yeah, there's certainly uh, some buildings. Well, that, I mean, uh, like in the Manta people that are. That oh, are oh, oh I see what you mean. Yeah. I thought you were making fun of the old hotels. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> there's some nice new ones too. And then the building itself is that like okay. downtown or is it? Yeah, so we. This is funny. We don't have a downtown because there's seven cities. Uh, we've always and Virginia Beach was. I won't get into the into, but it was created as a city in the '60s, and it was just known as the beach, and, and you know there wasn't much there. So it's basically neighborhood shopping center neighborhood, and we have a um, very traditional um, area. It's almost uh, kind of stuck in time the way they've made these government buildings. Um, you, they'll look very colonial. If you were to see the news, you probably thought it looked like a, a colonial. Um, college campus or something uh-huh. so much grass and everything so it's sort of a joke oh, i have to go all the way down to the courthouse so all of that stuff is together uh i mean juvie's there there's a police station there a firefight you know all of these government buildings are right next to each other just for virginia beach and then each city has their own uh layout um where they're at but for us most people don't live down in that part of town but you do always have to go there like for me to get my work permit as a kid you know my mother had to take me there and things like that um so it's different than being downtown. Yeah. You but have to get a work permit? I, my mother wanted me to work like the second I turned 14 or something. I don't remember. But so yeah. in Virginia, you have to get a permit to do that? Uh, your parent has to approve you, I think, okay. if you're under 16. I don't remember the exact year. but so We're going and, to talk about other kinds of permits uh, in a moment. Well, exactly. Right? And I was explaining the, the way this, this area is kept. There's, I don't know if it's still there, but um, there's a convenience store that uh, basically their sign was only allowed to have two colors. So it's, if you can think about it, it's white, orange, red, green, and yeah. they're only allowed two. Like they try to keep, there's laws in place to keep it kind of stuck and made. Um, you know, it's supposed to be classy and, and yet traditional at the same right. time. Right, right. So you could be going down there to get your driver's license. Or there was, I saw that one of the, one of the victims was a contractor. So exactly. If you need to go down and get a permit for a building you're working on, you would be down there? Um, absolutely, and especially with as much construction that goes on in that area. I'm sure um, people go down there for for that as well. I was re, re-looking at it where it was and saw how close it was to uh, the courthouse, and then I was trying to see where the, the police station was. And yeah. Of course, this is a heavily you know armed area. They have two detention centers there and you know everything else. Um, and how armed are people generally in Virginia? Well, Virginia being different than Virginia Beach, but certainly uh, the mentality is is similar in the fact that it's 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 not against the law to go into a government building, you know, not just armed, but you know, open carry. You can walk into a government building. Correct. Not all. I, there there are restrictions, but certainly yeah. this building and uh, I, I would assume the courthouse. They they stop you, but um, if, if you're an employee of this building, which this individual was, he could walk in with his gun and right. it wouldn't have broken a law. Wow. Well, but yet you can only paint the building two colors. <laughs> the Don't get correct. that wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and, and it's certainly, uh, it's, it's just that mentality of like, well, I've never, it's, nothing bad's happened and, and I know what I'm doing and I have a safe or I teach my kids, you know, that same mentality of I'm all right. So therefore yeah. it's okay. And, and I want to talk about really quick, just, um, kind of dismissing it. Um, if you were to look at some of the uh, opinions on the right, you will hear, and this is coming from the, I don't know, because he's still acting chief of uh, staff. What are we at? It's an HR nightmare in the White House right now because no one has a real title. Um, But anyway, he was, uh, Mike Mulvaney was on uh, the news and said um, that there are laws on, you know, we have laws on the books that make murder illegal, and yet people still do it. Laws are not going to fix everything. And I think that's something that people can cling to really quickly during something like this, because we'll say, hey, you know, we need more uh, gun control. And oh, if you wanted to do this, you could have built a bomb or it's very easy for people to latch on to these words of you can't make things uh, just because you make something illegal. It's going to stop it. But yet the same administration, the same people with that mentality have tried to pass all kinds of laws to stop human rights and, mm-hmm. and other things as well. Absolutely. Look so, at the onslaught on women's rights right now in this country. Right. So if if you were to replace, you know, gun control with other things, uh, you, they would definitely change their mind on that. I mean, but, but you know, walking around with a bomb is actually illegal. And that's probably why we don't have a lot of people blowing themselves up. You know, <laughs> there is a limit on, you know, chemicals that go into making bombs. It, imme- it was immediately, you know, uh, passed. There was, there was, uh, the, after Timothy McVeigh's. Exactly. Um, anyway, but owning a gun to protect your home or yourself, uh, there's a mentality that goes around it. And so a lot of the things you'll hear about this was legal. We were talking about how the first thing you'll hear is this is a legal purchase. Oh, okay. And that kind of comforts people saying, oh, well, then you know what? There was nothing we could do. But if you didn't know, um, the law in Virginia is there is no permit, background check, or a firearms registration that's required when you're buying a handgun from a private individual. So if we were both residents of Virginia, I could sell, you could buy whatever, you know, back and forth all day long, and it never has to be registered. Um, or there's no background check for that. So, so basically, you could sell me a gun, and there would be no registration within the state of Virginia whatsoever. It's suggested that you keep track of who you send it to. Like in case your gun or, shows up being used in a robbery or something you would like to probably know that but there's no right there's no record so i think like once again it's that language it's it's being spun to you saying hey this was a legal purchase well it's really difficult to make it an illegal purchase unless it was to someone out of state or you know a three-year-old now i was reading up that in order to get to buy a gun in virginia basically you just need to show up with photo id correct so i have I'll say people close to me um, through blood who, uh, you know, have diagnosed mental disorders, uh, have uh, vision impairments, Mm -hmm. um, other disabilities. So they don't have driver's license. They don't have um, the same abilities that everyone else does to get permits. Certain people I'm talking about can't go to get their permit because they'd have to, like, Uber down there. Um, But could purchase a gun without any problems. Whether they were... No check whether they're on their medication or not. Wow. Wow. So these are certain things that, you know, I was looking up too, like, especially so, the things that were supposed to have um, been passed in January. Uh, there was a big push. That's uh, right. New, yes. Uh, gun control in, uh, in Virginia. And I think all of them failed. It's uh, from anything from, 
firearm modifications, that didn't pass. Um, Restricting the ability to give young people firearms didn't pass. Uh, The transfer that that I was talking about, that was denied. Um, Some of the other things that just seem, public events, I think, is a big one. Um, that it, for some reason, when I was searching this, I actually found an NRA website, and I found it very interesting how they worded it. Um, so this particular bill uh, was defeated. It would have allowed local government to suspend Second Amendment rights at public events. So that they don't actually word it how the mm. bill was written. They're telling you that the amend- your amendment rights would have been... Um, you know, it would have suspended your rights. Right. But basically, it's it's allowing... Um, you did basically have a gun, you know, anywhere. Like I said, there's a few exceptions. Right. Uh, and then as well as purchasing, like between 30 days, giving a 30-day period between how many handguns you can buy, that was uh, that didn't pass. The other thing that's interesting about this particular shooting is um, that the guy used a silencer or a sound suppressor. Exactly. I mean, when I think of silencers, you know, these are wep- things that are made for assassinations. Right. right? You, you, you see someone in the mob in a movie with a black glove on, like zoomed in or in film noir, you know, like screwing it on. Slowly screwing it in. And and, and it's not actually a silencer in in the sense that you can't hear anything. It's it's just like muffling anything. And when I was in, you know, the military towards the end, we used to have flash suppressors on the, on the end of our muzzle. So at, at night during a firefight, which, you know, I've never been in, but I certainly had fired my weapon. um, It would suppress the flash that you see the end of the barrel. So, Mm -hmm the enemy couldn't see you and then shoot that flash. Gotcha. So that, that makes sense for, you know, a military personnel to have. But on a handgun, I was never given a silencer. Like, there was no... We were never trained to quietly to go in. quietly. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's one of the things that it it's absolutely has no uh, purpose other than to kill people without anyone knowing or to, to confuse where the, the sound is coming from, which uh, in this case, I believe that's what the intent was. Um, yeah, this guy obviously wanted to kill as many people as possible. He he was firing indiscriminately. He used this silencer. He was obviously not trying to protect his own hearing, which no, is what, and, you know. And what, I've heard that, and I thought, really, like that's that's your uh, your your call for silencers is that you know your hearing. When I mean, any range, anywhere you go, you have to put your protection on. Yeah. So um, it's just a roundabout way that people want to try and, and stop any type of sensible public safety gun legislation. And if you are protecting your house, which makes complete sense, and you do have a forty-five caliber handgun, which is one of the most um, uh, purchased in the the country, you kind of want to make noise, I would think, if you were firing it in your home so people could hear that. Or I would run away if I had broken into a home. But anyway. um, No, I mean, the whole thing is ludicrous. As as well as extended clips, which I've, I've used as well. Uh, I, you know, adds additional. Um, so, somebody ammo. who knows, you know, the inner and outer workings of an act, of an actual gun. It's not something I've ever learned how to use. We're going to work on that. I uh, know you're going to take me to fire a gun. <laughs> we right? have to, what's expensive actually in New York? We have to go somewhere else. We have to go somewhere cheap. But anyway, um, so what does an extended clip mean? Um, so usually if you see a weapon, you can't really even tell where the clip is because it, it lies flush with the handle. So Okay, it goes into so the it, handle. It's insert. So this would actually come out. So I, I, ah, okay. I gotcha. So it actually has so many rounds that it's, it's if depending on how you're holding it, it's hanging out of the gun. You know, it's locked in place. Yeah. But there's just um, up to 10, I believe, was, was supposed to pass in January that any clip 
uh, above, uh, I'm sorry, that was over 10, yeah. uh, I think was also one of the uh, bills that got defeated. This is something we hear again and again, actually, when people are like are advocates for public safety when it comes to um, trying to stop people getting shot. is like, okay, you know, definitely we want to ban assault weapons, but we also want to reduce these extended clips, right? We want to reduce the amount of bullets that people can actually fire in a short amount of time because that saves lives. Especially when, when, when even if it's just one person brings multiple uh, um, clips, but then multiple extended clips. I mean, that's just the intent there is to take out uh, as many people as, as possible. Yeah. And, and it's not in any way to defend yourself. You're not going to need to defend yourself for um, that that long. I understand why people would um, want them when you're firing and you're practicing and you're you know on the range and you don't have to reload and so forth. But that's that's still not something that the public, yeah. in my opinion, we're not needs. here to make make it easier for people to kill other people. You know, so the governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, actually called a, an emergency meeting today, special legislative session. Um, he wants in June, and what he's calling for what we call common sense safety laws, common sense public safety laws, which I think is actually an interesting way of wording it when speaking with people who are very anti what we would call gun control. It's like, well, we're not wanting to control, we're wanting to keep the public safe. I think that's an interesting use of words there. So some of the things that he uh, wants is uh, background checks, to ban on assault weapons, um, getting rid of sound suppressors, banning bump stocks. Um, requiring people to report lost and stolen weapons and then expanding the regulations in government buildings. So these are all... Use the word sensible. Sensible, right? <laughs> it's, it, 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 but yeah, like I said, when I was reading this on the other uh, website, it really made it sound like um, that everyone's rights were being you know, uh, attacked. Um, this and is the thing that is nuts, is that this balance between somebody's right to have an extended clip or to have a silencer or to have a, an assault weapon or somebody's right to live. Or go to work. Go to work, go home to their partner, raise their kids, you know, put themselves through college, eat a hamburger, whatever. And, and certainly, um, and as we're seeing, you know, good guys with guns aren't always the answer. Now, in this case, this guy knew that the cops were, you know, a yard away, like just run across the parking lot and stop him. There was a full-on shootout, yeah. Uh, correct. So, yeah. Um, but at schools, we've had, um, in the past, we've had uh, security guards that didn't go in the school. Yeah, and in, in Parkland, this was in the news again today, right? So Scott Peterson, who was outside Parkland and did not go in, is now being charged with seven counts of child neglect and perjury um, down in Broward County. Um, he faces 100 years in jail. And his was just released on $102,000 bail. And, um, of course, the problem is complicated here because the real problem is that there was somebody in the school with a gun in the right. first place. And somebody was trained, um, unlike yeah. a teacher. And, and we've talked about this before. With If lockdown drills are our only answer for these people, uh, and you have teachers who... Well, well, if you have a security guard that can't... Um, can't function under that kind of stress. You're certainly not going to want to put that on um, on teachers, but plenty of uh, people have uh, pushed for that. Yeah. But so if I, but now if somebody had a silencer uh, and these kids are trying to be, you're teaching very very young people to learn the dis the difference between a shot that's you know down the hall or a shot that's outside the door, and they're learning all of these things. Horrific. But, uh, this is not what our kids need to be learning, you know. No, but, but I do want to I do want to give a shout out once again back to uh, Virginia Beach. It's VB Strong was something that um, was all over Facebook. 
Uh, everyone wore blue yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I instinctually grabbed one, and I remembered. Oh wait, I was supposed to wear. I'm supposed yeah. to anyway. Um, so we're, 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 we are, God, of course, the, the show always flies in, but Ty, but thanks so much for giving us all this insight. I just wanted to mention too, that we, to... um, we have, uh, you, know, you know, we are Gays Against Guns, and we are here every week at 6.30. For more information about the work we do, please find us on the internet, gaysagainstguns.net. Become a WBA buddy in our, um, in our name. Please, yes, yeah, so we're trying to build a new studio here in BAI, and... If you want to sign up to be a to be a WBA buddy in the name of Radio Gag, that will help us get get a nicer studio, and they have a um, an appeal on the moment for um, for microphones. So go to <laughs> give to WBAI.org. So the last the last clip is only a couple of seconds long, but I want to say this is the the video I showed you of all the people that came out on the beach um, to come together, and churches open their doors, and um, uh, everyone is dealing with it, uh, and I think in a, in a very respectful way. And, um, you know, I've, I've never been ashamed to say that that was my hometown. I'm, I'm actually kind of, I feel I'm unique when I say that. Like, oh, I'm from Virginia Beach. You know what I mean? Like, I've, there's so much I can tell you about it. So uh, it really uh, struck me. I borrowed this uh, clip from my friend Alan. Okay. Uh, but next week we are going to be in Orlando. That's right. Yeah, we're both going to be in Orlando because it's three years since the Pulse Massacre. So we are going to be there um, working with Gays Against Guns Orlando. And um, I believe there's also some people are organizing a vigil at, at Stonewall uh, to mark three That's years true. at seven o'clock on, on Wednesday evening on the 12th. Um, Voices for um, and Adam Eli. So anyway, Ty, thanks so much for sharing. All no, your, Paul, I'm glad this worked out. We're uh, insider local information. I mean, again, just putting one thing also we should mention is that. People are always saying, oh, wow, it could never happen here. But, of course, it did happen again. And Virginia Tech, I have friends that are 911 ago. dispatchers. I have friends that are, you know, cops and friends that are firefighters. And um, a lot of people, uh, yeah, so, like, we're still trying to make sense of this. And I, and I think that we see the world from the outside point of view as activists. We're like, no, yeah. no, no, this is America. This it's this isn't a surprise. The time. Uh, so this is the, the last shout from Virginia Beach to tell the world uh, how they're doing. So thank you everyone for yeah, listening. Thanks we'll everybody be back for next listening week. in and you can find us online. <laughs>